if you can't take the heat, get your ass off our Twitter feed. It's the Chick Foley Show. We are back here, folks. We've been gone for two weeks. I was on vacation last week. Uh, I'm back here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. Uh, I'm the hot take kid, Phil Gentile. I have the uh, lovely Sheena Phelps in Virginia. Sheena, how are you? Good man, good man. We we haven't been gone for two weeks. We just missed last week, so we're still we're still on our grind. Phil. Well, we know we that missed- we we go a week in between shows. So when we record a show, that they hadn't hear, heard from us for a week. So we've been technically we have been gone two weeks. You know what? You're right. Wrestle calendars. Yeah. You gotta, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're so right. Um, but we did drop we did drop a nice uh, episode for you guys. So I hope you all got a chance to listen to it. It was the Heel Husbands uh, Chick Philly Show debut in our video games episode, our best WWE video games of all time. So if you haven't got a chance to listen to that, make sure you go back in the archives because it was our episode from last week and it's pretty awesome. It was good. We'll get into more of that in a second. Marco. Uh, Denton, our intern and our MVP, is on the line. What's going on, Marco? What's going on? I'm here in the uh, gorilla position. <laughs> I had to uh, come up with my own thing, so like I'm the uh, I'm in the gorilla position right now. So, yeah, just uh, living the dream over here, and uh, I'm actually getting ready to celebrate the uh, the faction's birthday this weekend. Um, they're within uh, two weeks of each other, so get the two twin girls and the uh, the uh, youngest one, my. Uh, my guy, his birthday's tomorrow, so oh, nice. just cool. gearing up and uh, trying to get that ready. And actually, I have a tidbit. Um, so tomorrow, which is the 29th, is uh, three years, because my son's three years old, to the day where I was at the hospital, because my son was born in the morning. That night, it was a Monday night. So Monday Night Raw is on that night. Um, it happened to be, uh, I put it on, and it was a match for the then vacant universal title mm, mm-hmm. four-way match mm-hmm. the big dog roman reigns big cast yep seth rollins kevin owens i remember and, it clearly uh, i remember yeah. it clearly yeah the uh, the big swerve happened that night and i literally almost dropped my son because i jumped out of my seat <laughs> that the, was uh, your son's birthday wow yeah that's cool day. That's insane. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I almost dropped him. I was like, this is, I was like, Kevin Owens just won the Universal title. And yeah. I was like, you just had a son. And then I was like, yeah, but Kevin Owens won. It's, this, is, this is amazing right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Triple H made a return, turned on Seth Rollins, and uh, yeah, KO became the new Universal Champion. Wow, that's pretty cool when you have those memories associated. I mean, you know, obviously not cool that you almost dropped your son. I mean, come on, get, yeah, it, get it together, Marco. But hey, uh, Kevin Owens won the title. Yeah, I mean, I had to, I had to pop. I was like, that's true. I popped, I popped hard for that too. So yeah, happy birthday, intern kids. That's awesome. I can't believe uh, Big Cass was in that match. What a fucking failure that guy was. Hopefully, he, uh, <laughs> hopefully he can turn his career around because he uh he had a ton of potential i'm sure vince loved him with his size but uh never connected but uh that's a story for another day uh yeah i was on vacation last week i'm back i missed uh, a bunch of uh people ransacking walmarts and game stops and stuff we'll get into that with our uh, our go figure segment later in the show but we have five new patreon subscribers sheena uh, whoop, whoop. brian green sebastian hoffman 
TJ McKinnon or TJ McKeo, I'm sorry, David Brooks, and just Sal. He goes like Sal, like Sting. He's just Sal. Sal. Yep. I love it. Um, I love it. Welcome to the Foley fam, guys. They are um, added on. A lot of people added on because obviously we did the Patterson giveaway. We're going to announce tonight the uh, the Rock Elite 69 giveaway. So we've been giving away a lot of fire figures, but. Uh, People have been pissed off with a lot of scalping going on with some of these figures that have been hard to find. And we've been telling people on social media, Marco and me have been singing the praises of this Facebook group that we started. And um, people like Mike Lanham and some of these folks that have been able to get some of these figures have been selling. And, you know, we we have a strict no scalping policy in our Facebook group. And uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm fine with scalping in other, other areas of Facebook and social media. If you want to do it and make money, uh, go right ahead. But uh, we, we don't treat family like that. So, um that's been the one of the benefits that you can sign up for uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley show. It starts at a dollar a month, and I guarantee you you're going to make back that $12 a year uh, by saving those eBay prices. So uh, be sure to check it out. And uh, I do want to announce some people had some questions about when we announced last week. I kind of did it at the very end of the show, which was like a two-hour show. Uh, our holiday toy drive. So we people had a bunch of questions. I will be setting up a P.O. box the next couple weeks that people can, can ship figures to. Uh, has to be in the box. Don't want any Lucy's. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, can it be anything from, you know, I try, I try to get the word out there, Sheena, because there's so much clearance stuff uh, at different stores right now between Walmart and Five Below and, and this, this GameStop sale. So hopefully people sure. have been stack, stocking up. I have a, a, a good handful, and I know you guys have been doing the same. So uh, we're donating for Toys for Tots at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. They have a uh, kind of a charity event there in December that we'll be bringing all those to. And uh, whatever you guys can contribute is, is cool. I know if, uh Ringside is doing a, a Labor Day sale coming up this weekend. I think it might be actually going on right now already. Uh, RingsideCollectibles.com. But I know they do that Black Friday sale. Uh, I, I just put the bug out to people just so people know. If you see some you know, $2.50 retros or anything hanging on the pegs that you might not want, uh, it's for it's going to go for a good cause. And I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. We've got a lot of good responses from people on social media. I think it's going to be pretty cool. So uh, if, you, if you always donate to – well, not always. I guess the Major Brothers did it last year. Uh, I'm sure they'll be doing it again this year. Um, you know, we're not we're not picky. As long as you donate to one of us, I don't really care. Uh, as long as we're helping people out and and giving some needy kids some wrestling figures, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, so more details to come. But uh, hopefully by next week, I'll have that PO box so you can drop it on the show, and then uh, you guys can start mailing those over here, and we'll get uh, help some people out. Yeah, I love that. And just um, remember, guys, they don't have to be basics or elites and tough talkers, retros, wh- whatever you got. We just, you know, we're a wrestling show, so we like to pass on the wrestling love. So any any awesome wrestling merch out there that you pick up along the way and want to donate to a good cause, like, you know, we're, we're here for it. For sure, 100%. Uh, let's get some of our plug skis out of the way here. You can email us at askchickfoley at gmail.com. Uh, you can DM us. Our DMs are always open. It's ch- at Chick Foley on Instagram, where you can find Sheena. And I am at uh, I hate JJ Reddick on Twitter. And obviously, we have the, the show Twitter account, at Chick Foley Show, where we do most of our tweeting from there. Uh, Ringside Collectibles. Uh, again, if you're, if you're going there this weekend for that Labor Day sale, make sure to use code Chick Foley there for 10% off. Our friends over at Chalkline have a, a fire sale almost uh, every couple months, but we have a code there. Chick gets you 15% off. 
Uh, collarandelbowbrand.com is another one of our favorite websites, and we have a code there. Uh, is Chick. I guess you can see the trend happening here, 10% off there. And if you want, <laughs> want to buy our shirts with our logo on it, we have some, some cool stuff coming down the pipeline for that. It's uh, prowrestlingtees.com, and just do a search for Chick Foley Show, and you'll be able to find it there. So that's uh, that's all the uh, paying the bills type of stuff. And uh, th- those are three of our favorite companies in the wrestling business, and they should be yours too. Check them out, and uh, they're big fans of the show, and we're big fans of them. For sure, for sure. So now with all that housekeeping out of the way, we have a lot to cover inside the squared circle because, um, like like you said, we kind of we took a vacation week last week, um, but we are back in full force, and there was a lot of announcements, a lot of things coming up this weekend for you guys. So let's go ahead and like just jump right in. So um, we do have for all of you marks, we'll go ahead and get this out of the way. We know um, a lot of people who listen to our show are WWE marks, but we would be remiss not to talk about all elite wrestling am i right oh 100 coming up this weekend this is the uh kind of the the uh prelude to the uh the weekly tv show and um you know the the the, the card for me is hit or miss but uh you want to run through it sheena and then we can just go over some maybe like our, our top two or three biggest takeaways from the card yeah, for sure. So, you know, we got we had a lot of good matches. Uh, obviously, you know, Jericho versus uh, Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Championship. We have Omega versus Pac. What? Yes, I said Pac. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. There has been a change of plans. You know, cards are subject to change. We got the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks in a ladder match for the uh, AAA World Championship or Tag Team Championships. We got Cody versus Sean Spears. Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc versus Joey Janela. The Best Friends versus the Dark Order. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt versus SoCal Uncensored. And then we have a 21-woman casino battle royal and then private party versus angelico and jack evans um and then riho versus hikaru shida oh hikaru shida am i saying that right marco i'm probably not um but anyway uh we got those matches and we're just going to touch on a few of the the bigger ones because we got a lot to talk about and we can't run down all these matches we'll touch on them in our uh, review show next week but um i think the biggest match on the card is Chris Jericho versus Hangman Adam Page for the inaugural crowning of the AEW World Championship. So, who are you picking in this one, <laughs> Phil? Uh, who do you think is going to go? I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't really understand. I guess this is just, there's really no been, been no build-up to this. Do you are, Have you been watching the All Been no build-up? I mean, between the two <laughs> between the two of them. What I mean, I guess it's just so far in between shows that it, it kind yeah. of... I mean, there's been so much wrestling on my mind, and it hasn't been AEW because it's been a while since they've been on my my radar. What yeah. what what's I mean, what is? Uh, do you been, I've been watching those all elite videos or whatever they're in, called? The in Facebook my things. opinion, yeah, being the elite. Yeah, um, in in my um, opinion, I I think they're going to go with Chris Jericho. Honestly, I think it's the smart decision. I think you know having your world. Like title holder, be a former WWE world title holder. Um, you know, he's a household name amongst wrestling fans. So that's a huge draw whenever they go to TV. Um, you know, not that, you know, ha- Hangman's amazing. You know, we're fans of Hangman Page over here in the uh, Chick Foley house. But I just feel like in the grand scheme of things, when you're bringing a show, a product to television, you want that draw and you want that big name. So I don't see, I, I, I see Chris Jericho going over in this. What about you, Marco? Uh, yeah, I see Chris Jericho uh, winning the title. 
Um, I love uh, Hangman Page. I think he's definitely going to be a future superstar. Um, but yeah, he it, it's not his time. Just because yeah. of the, the kickoff of the company and where they need to go, they they need it. Like you said, a uh, you know a name to win that title. So I think it will be Jericho. Um, he is a young up upstart, so mm-hmm. <laughs> he's definitely uh, carrying. He'll definitely <laughs> carry that title to where it needs to be. So yeah, I'm going yeah. With I mean, even if he only carries it for a little while, I think that's the thing about Jericho. Like he doesn't have to have this long reign. I think it's just really to draw eyes and to get those initial numbers up, right? To get those ratings up. Um, I think it's just it's just one of those things. It's just a business decision. Um, you know, I know I don't I don't like to talk non kayfabe here all the time. You know, I like to just suspend my disbelief but i think uh chris jericho is what's best for business in this situation moving on um we're going to go on to kenny omega versus pack so kenny omega was supposed to there's been this whole build-up with him and john moxley um you know for fight for the fallen and you know double or nothing and all these things um unfortunately john moxley is out with um, a severe case of staph infection in his in his elbow again. So this is something that has been reoccurring. This is something that he, he experienced before, um, and it's back. And I know, I mean, you know, all whatever you think about John Moxley, like this sucks. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, hundred <laughs> like, percent. And that's that's a pretty serious injury. That can that can uh, spiral out of control without any kind of like attention to it, or if you're not hospitalized for a while. A lot of football players get that. So, um, you know, for him to miss this match, it had to be pretty serious because it's, you know, this was announced, you know, two, three weeks before the uh, the event went down. So, I mean, it's a pretty good replacement, though. Obviously, Pac was supposed to be on the first show, had some sort of visa issue. And uh, wasn't he supposed to Cre- wrestle Hangman? Creative, Hangman? creative, creative differences. Yeah. Oh, is that so, what it was? Okay. It was, well, it was always I mean, rumored. Yeah, there was different stories going around. Like there was a visa issue, but then, you know, it came out that there was creative differences between, you know, him and the company or whatever. But I mean, so let's be real. Kenny Omega versus Pac is going to tear the house down. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great match. Um, These guys are going to put on a hell of a show. Um, And you're just going to have to take it for what it is. Like it's going to be a great great bout of wrestling, but there's no story. Like nobody's invested in this, right? Because there's no story. There's no... Um, there's no build to this. It's just literally like a plug and play situation where they like, you know, John Moxley's out. Who can we put in? They put, they put pack in, which was probably the best choice in this situation. Like, I'm not going to lie. Um, they, they probably made the best decision with what they had available, but, um, yeah, it's, it kind of just kills a little bit of the buzz because it, it, I mean, in, in all honesty, it'll probably end up being a better match. Like, technical match than Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. But um, again, it's just a shame that all of that build and all of those, you know, all and Jared and him actually getting to make his like pay-per-view debut, you know, cause fight for the fallen was not a paper. It was a free event. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. he hasn't, he hasn't gotten to fight like on a paid pay-per-view yet. So it kind of sucks that, you know, this, this took him out of, out of that. So, um, you know, sending all of our, all of our love out to John Moxley. Hopefully he gets better. Cause like you said, it is a serious, it is a serious thing. It's not yeah, something just yeah. to be taken lightly. It's extremely contagious. So it's like one of those things like, you know, he can't, I mean, he just can't risk be it. in the, yeah, he can't risk it, you know? Yeah, so, and, and we, we, we've criticized and people have criticized AEW for, you know, so far just being kind of exhibition matches and, and this doesn't help because there's no build to this. But I think mm-hmm. once this T V show starts, once they get into weekly storylines, hopefully this you know, that's gonna change. We talked before the show, I mean when you run down this card, it's it's a good card. All the AEW shows have been good cards on paper and they've, you know, been pretty fire matches, but 
it's getting to get a little repetitive when you see a Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janelle match, and these guys have been in you know matches already together and tag team matches together, and it's just you know all three of them are good, good wrestlers. I mean, uh, it's it's just getting to the point. Lucha Bros versus uh, Young Bucks again this time yeah. in a ladder match. I think it is. It's going to be yeah. an awesome match, but you know at some point you're going to have to increase the number of people on these shows because once you add titles to this. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have the same four people just rotating back and forth between the title matches. It's it's just going to get monotonous after a while, and and I'm sure they know that, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, Cody Rhodes came out and like announced that they they have only announced, um, you know, four like they they've been doing like periodic announcements throughout the the, the months, you know, saying who's signed to um to AEW, and they said he said at this point there's only about forty percent of the roster has been announced. So, I mean, I don't know when they plan on like you know having a full roster if they're trying to plan on having it before october because that's going to be a lot of growth and a lot of movement in a short period of time um but you know like you said they really have depth problems um at this moment because yeah it's a good card like there's there's enough to have an enjoyable show but to have a weekly television show and to put i don't know how often they're going to put on pay-per-views going forward you know um whether it's going to be monthly or every couple of months like it like it's been recently um but yeah they're going to have to get a deeper a deeper roster and again like i'm sure i'm sure they know that i'm probably most excited for this private party versus uh the uh angelico and jack evans match because those are four dudes i mean pretty similar to lucha bros and uh the young bucks i mean it's just going to be an awesome flying around spot fest i mean with those four guys and they might not have the biggest names i mean private party made a name for themselves at that last show but uh that's going to be a really fun match to watch yeah, it'll be on the it'll be on the buy-in, um, which yeah. is the AEW's pre-show um, pre-show. So um, you know, I think that's a good way. Like we've talked about before, like everybody tries to crap on the pre-show and like, why is this on the pre-show? Even in even in WWE, like I can't believe that match was on the pre-show. But like the pre-show, the pre-show's intention is to like get you hype for the yeah, actual yeah. show, you know, and get people who may be on the fence about buying it or maybe on the fence about watching the show. To actually watch it. So, yeah, it, it will be a lot of fun. Um, what about this Cody versus Sean Spears? Do you think this is going to be, like, the the culmination of this kind of buildup in this feud? Or do you think we're just getting started with Cody versus Sean? I think then uh, Cody at the end will give a little speech, and then they'll tag next next time against the Young Bucks. You know, <laughs> just keep doing the same storyline. No, I mean, it, this one probably has the best uh, buildup as far as uh, you know, month over month and over a couple shows and some of the you know the social media stuff, um, I'm not you know super excited about Sean Spears. He never did anything for me in WWE. I mean, the gimmick was kind of cool, but he's just kind of a a, a basic rest. You know, he's just he never has done anything for me. But it, it'll be a good you know probably a, a bloody match. I would assume this is going to be kind of similar to his match with his brother. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of just a brawl, right? Yeah, I would think so. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how bloody they'll get after all the controversy between, uh, you know, with the chair shot, the infamous chair shot. But um, like you said, I think I think it's going to be a good match. Um, what do you think, Marco? I think it will be good. Like you said, it'll be like a blood match, essentially. Um, I think I mean, I think Sean Spears might take the win on this one for some reason. I don't know why. Um my actually, my reason is I think they they want to put him over as much as possible. Yeah. Um. So I think Cody will, you know, hopefully take the fall for in the in the first round anyway. I yeah. do think they may have like a trilogy of matches, um, just to like end the feud off that way because they are friends and stuff like that, and they can 
build off of this this first match here. But yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be actually a really good match. He's a great storyteller. Um, meeting Cody, yeah. not um, Sean Spears. Um, but yeah, hey, <laughs> y'all, you, guys, you guys can you guys can hate on Sean Spears all you want, but uh, he, 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 pulled, he pulled he pulled the ultimate um, you know win this weekend when oh, he yeah. married Peyton Royce. I mean, yeah. I know, I know. I know the heel husband's heart was broken um, this weekend because there was a lot. There was a lot of love in the air, you know. And I know my husband loves me more than anything, but I know that he loves him some Becky Lynch and he loves him some Peyton Royce, <laughs> and both of them got scooped up this weekend. So I know, like a little part of his heart was just like, hey, you he's know, got, he's got the best catch of all, you know. Aww, it's it's, it's yeah. all water under the bridge, but yeah, that's, pro- that's props to right. Sean Spears and and Peyton Royce, whatever her real name is, to. Uh, tying the knot so uh, that that's pretty cool to see um lucha bro we talked about lucha bros and young bucks i mean this is going to be yep, at, at what at, at what point does you know how many matches does cody and the young bucks have to win in a row before you know the fan these diehard fans of AEW start complaining that they always you know they're getting the roman reigns treatment or something because um i, I don't i mean i yeah. guess if you're going to have this continue on you let the lucha bros win and then you make i guess you're going to do a ta- you're doing the tag team tournament starting with the TV show in October. So yeah, yeah, I would I would say the Lucha Brothers are gonna are gonna retain here with the you know the AAA tag team championships, um, and then the Young Bucks. I think they're gonna really make their make their presence known in in the AEW when those are announced. The AEW tag tag division. So um, it's gonna be a good match. I mean, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be you know a lot of near falls um, and all of that, like just like we expect. But it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but I'm in for it. Are you? So you guys are all watching it on Saturday? Or are you guys gonna be watching? on delay oh i don't know i was probably gonna go to jimmy's famous seafood they're showing it on the tvs there with a couple buddies and watch it there if i uh i have a wine tasting in the afternoon so it's gonna be interesting but uh so posh uh, so no no i'm not i'm pouring it i'm not drinking it so yeah so we'll we'll see uh what what goes on there but i mean that's the place to watch it because i'm not spending 50 bucks on this again um even though i think it's going to be a good card i'm excited about it um I'm not too yep. excited about Riho versus uh, Akira Shida, uh, whatever that is, uh, and yeah. some of the other matches. This women's, this women's, ba- the, the the first battle royal match was off. You know that was awful. It was just a waste of talent. I'm not too excited about this Dark Order match. I think that's a, a slapdick gimmick that just needs to. If you want to be taken seriously, you need to you need to turn this into more of a fiend yeah. thing and not that's a uh, and not a whatever this is because it's awful. And uh, where's MJF on this card? Um, I, I have a feeling we might see MJF in the Cody and Sean match, you know, cause they, they tagged, um, Sean and MJF tagged together last time. It, was it fighter fest or fight for the fall? And I get them mixed up. I think it was fighter fest the most recent or who knows? I, I can't remember. Know, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, him and him and Sean Spears tagged together. Um, and then, you know, they were kind of like on the outs and stuff. So I think there may be some sort of interference here and that may be where Cody goes over, you know, MJF might come and, you know, um, send send Cody over Sean Spears. So who knows, but that is your AEW (laughs) quick, quick review, uh, for all out. I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good show, but also on that day, um, we have NXT takeover Cardiff, um, which comes on before, um the all-out pay-per-view so what are your thoughts what's what's what match are you most looking forward to marco uh probably walter and tyler Bate. definitely um i was watching walter is amazing i'm not sure if anyone's seen him last week 
um, pull off that six one nine. Um, no, <laughs> uh, Walter did a six one nine. What? Well, well, I, I gotta look this up. Yeah, yeah that's. So the, yeah, so the one the the running joke was, uh, I forget who it was. I'll have to go back and look, but they made a joke that um, Rey Mysterio's son was doubling as Walter. Kind of looked similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so he actually he obviously he caught wind of this and it was uh at a show he pulled off a six one nine because um someone brought it the. Yeah, he faced, uh, brought it up um, about yeah. him being Dominic, and he actually pulled it off pretty sweet for a for a big guy, for a giant um, guy. That's but he actually hilarious. did it, and it was it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, you know, admittedly, with being you know solo parenting and having you know my parents coming and visiting and things like that, I have not been able to keep up with NXT um, UK. But you know, like I said, I'm definitely watching the the pay per view because it's gonna be freaking awesome. Um, I think we yeah, see think, some. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I apologize. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think we see some WWE superstars. I know there's rumors that Cesaro is going to make an appearance. Yeah, um, he's he's actually confirmed he's making an appearance. Oh, cool. That's that's yeah. news news to me. I must have happened today. Cool. Yeah. He well in the in the raw um in the post raw interview he was like you know he was going to China to do some promotional work and he said I'm going to stop by you know Cardiff um you know and maybe have maybe get a more hands on approach. So I mean he's basically confirming. I mean he didn't say like I'm going to be at you know NXT Cardiff. He just said he was going to Cardiff and it was going to be a hands on approach. So I mean I can only take that to mean one thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious as to where, where he will get involved in this. And that's something that, you know, we're going to talk about here in a minute with NXT going to USA on Wednesday nights. Like, are we going to see more main roster talent kind of like intermingling into the NXT universe? Um, you know, they're already kind of making it happen with Cesaro going over there. So I'm interested to see how that plays out, but We'll keep talking about this card. I'm actually really excited for um, Dave Mastiff versus Joe Coffey. I think that is going to just be a freaking slobber knocker of a match. I mean, these guys are awesome. Um, I think uh, Dave Mastiff is just like, you know, his name like says it all. Like He's like a huge, yeah, he's a, beast. Yeah. <laughs> a huge dude. So um, I- I'm super excited. And then um, Joe Coffey's match with Pete Dunne at... Uh, Blackpool was just amazing. So um, I'm excited to see these these guys, you know, go head to head. Wonder if these guys are ever going to get uh, fig- like arrest like elite figures from Mattel. You know, I don't know if they'll have to show up onto you know NXT proper or show up to the the main roster or whatnot. But it'd be cool to, to, to maybe fantasy book some of these figures because they got some cool dudes over here, especially Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley. And oh uh, yeah, you know we've we've seen a Tyler Bate and a Pete Dunne figure. Um, but, uh, it'd be pretty interesting, especially with, you know, there's some hardcore fans over there that don't get figures as easily as we do. It'd be cool to see them get a first crack at some of these things and, uh, change the tide a little, but, uh, yeah, that, that's a match I'm looking forward to. Uh, people, people are, I guess not shitting on this card because it's, they, they think it's going to compete with, uh, they think it's just in place to compete with AEW. But I mean, this this is at like two or three in the afternoon, right? If they really wanted to, they could just yeah. tape delay this fucking thing and just play it at the same time as AEW. I mean, I I mean, I would I'd have done that with or without the AEW show because don't don't you want this more as like a, a seven or eight o'clock prime time thing? I always wonder that when like you know baseball playoff games are like three in the afternoon, like just push it to the evening. I'm sure you get way more eyeballs on it. You know, people are doing stuff on Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoons, whatever day it's on. 
For sure. Um, you know, but that's the beauty of the network. I mean, you have like, you can literally just watch it at your disposal whenever, whenever you're ready, you know? Um, but, uh, I, it's funny that you say that because I'm so used to watching things at like two or three in the afternoon. That like that doesn't even phase me. I'm like, yeah, cool. We got a pay-per-view at two in the afternoon. You know, now, nowadays when I have to watch something at eight o'clock at night, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to be up until midnight. This is insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, there was a lot of speculation that WWE like just put this show just because, you know, AEW announced its, its, um, show on August 31st that, you know, NXT just put this show just to, just to go head to head with it. And maybe they did, but I mean, like I said, I mean, you have to be careful what you wish for, you know, you go up against the machine, the machine's going to pump out the competition, you know? There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a cool day for wrestling and it's cool that people can watch both of them. Um, so yeah, even if I can't watch them live, I'm definitely going to be you know watching this one the next day. And uh, like you said, that's the best part of the network. But uh, I'm really hoping to catch the uh, AW show live from Jimmy's Famous Seafood. They show all the uh, every wrestling pay per view there, and you can just have some cold beverages, eat some good food, and, and all that stuff. So the biggest news uh, besides those two events this weekend is the the news that we broke here on the show months ago. I feel like. Um, <laughs> that NXT was going to pop up on primetime television opposite of uh, AEW on Wednesday nights. I thought it was going to be on FS1. That's what I was hearing. But it looks like it's going to be on USA Network, which is probably a better spot for it. There's way more eyeballs, more people yeah. have USA. But um, I know some of you guys are mixed. We'll go around the table here. I'm all for this. I think this needs to happen. They need two hours. Uh, I don't. I'm not scared of it. You know, watering down the product or or whatever. I think you've got enough people on NXT where you can uh, still have people not wrestling every single every single week. Uh, I'm sure they'll start out with all their main players coming on the show every single week. But um, I, I think it it needs to be seen by more people because you know Raw and SmackDown just for years have not given any love to NXT until guys get called up. I mean. Uh, I don't know if you saw Raw this week, but there was zero fucking reaction to the uh, the Viking Warriors coming out at all during yeah. that gauntlet match. I mean, the crowd was dead silent, and um, they're they're trying to keep them looking strong. But uh, this is a good way to legitimize these guys before they they show up on Raw and SmackDown. And I think it's going to be you know it's awesome for wrestling fans. We get even more quality wrestling on on primetime free television. Yeah, you know, I go I go back and forth in my head. You know, I like the logical side of me is like, yes, this NXT is going to make a metric boatload of money by going to USA, right? Um, so you know, WWE and the talent and everyone, I'm sure there's there's a big payday for all these guys, everyone involved, um, which is super awesome. Like, you know, I, I don't want to crap on anyone's payday, um, but also like part of me is like, I love. Like I, I love NXT so much and I've loved, I love it the way that it is that like, I'm like, very, I'm protective over it. You know, I don't want it to change. and I don't want, um, you know, <laughs> I don't want this new format, like two hours, like there's going to be so many more ads, which, you know, is to be expected if you're on USA. I mean, they got to, they got to pay the bills, right? So they got to run ads. Yeah. Um, so you're going to get like half an hour of freaking commercials and you know, you might get an, an extra half an hour of wrestling, but like, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. The, the potential is there for really cool things. I was listening to another show last week, and they were talking about how it would be cool. You know, like WWE and NXT, like do like an invasion angle and all these things. Like the potential is there for some really cool stuff that we've never seen before. But also, like, I don't care to see anything I haven't seen before because I love what I'm seeing right now so much that why why would I want it to change? Marco. 
Um, I'm actually with Phil on this. I, I'm I'm all for this. I think it's a great move for NXT, um, mainly because, like we always say, uh, NXT guys they show up on and gals they show up on the main roster and they end up getting lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, right now they'll have their own show. They'll be able to showcase their own talents. Um, my man Dream is going to probably be the main star of it. I think he's going to be like the guy that they push the most. Um, calling that right now i think he has the star potential to carry that show himself but then you have like the undisputed era that can get their shine for two hours and like just think of all the segments that they can do like for two hours um and the other thing is i don't think anyone really thought of i don't don't listen to any like other podcasts or shows but you may see nxt matches on wwe pay-per-views kind of like how they do it 205 live so you may see a featured match from nxt on like a clash of champions or a survivor series or royal rumble and things like that they besides just having their own pay-per-views they may be showcased on the main product but not in that capacity where they're intermingling with the main roster they're doing their own thing yeah. so true that, true but what is that but to. if if we have if we have matches from nxt going to the the main roster pay-per-views like where does that leave takeover right like takeover is usually just like a handful of like amazing matches. And I feel like if you like start taking, picking, picking those away and picking away the good ones that you want to go to like SummerSlam or, um, you know, survivor series or any of those bigger pay-per-views, it's like, what's going to happen to take over then, you know? Yeah. I mean, you just give them a taste. You give them like a one-off match. You don't have like multiple matches all night, or maybe just like maybe one NXT match, every other pay-per-view or every couple pay-per-views, or maybe just do them on the, on the main pay-per-views. Not like the yeah. ones in between. Just like the WrestleManias, you showcase your NXT stars and like like I said, your Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam. Like, I think you can. I think it. I think it'll work for them if they if they do it that way. For sure, for sure. You know, and like I said, I, I'm all for it. I love that it's, you know, I love that it's competition. Um, I was reading something recently about how WWE basically just like. You know, they they always are a step ahead. You know what I mean? Like as much as we like to crap on WWE and like, you know, be like, oh, they're like old school and, you know, they're, you know, they don't know the new product and all that stuff. Like they basically like, like made AEW, they they compared AEW to their developmental talent. Do you know what I mean? Like they're like, oh, no, we're not going to put you up against our real shows. We're going to put you up against our developmental show, you know, and we're still going to beat you with our developmental talent that isn't even main roster talent, you know? So they basically just like, they basically like dunked on AEW. Like, no, no, like we're not going to put like raw or SmackDown up against you. Like, you know, you guys aren't, you guys aren't on that level. We'll put NXT up against you and see how you do. Yeah. It's, it's like saying something without saying something. And, and uh, there's, it's just been annoying. Like, you know, I watch AEW. I'm not, you know, I criticize them as much as I criticize, you know, some of the things WWE does, but um, there was there was a video that came out with uh, Cody and the Young Bucks at a table, and they were talking about what to do now that uh, Moxley's injured, and and the, it was just like shot on like a Nokia flip phone or something, just oh awful my. awful sound quality. It was fucking awful. And one of them was like, "Well, let's just do a triple threat match for the title. We, you know, we'll just throw them in there." And one of them was like, "Oh, that's what the WWE would do. Let's not do that stupid shit or something." Like, just like, come on, man. Like, you're never gonna, yeah. just you know. I don't know. Just like making fun of somebody else's house doesn't make your house look any better. You know, like, yeah. um, you know, just focus on your shit because, you know, what I've seen from you guys has been good, not great. And 
you know, it, it just gets an. You know, that's what that's what their fans want. Probably they want to hear you know people sh- you know them shitting on WWE because they think it's cool. But you know, that's just not it's not going to get you to the where you need to be. True, but I I just feel like um like. I feel like NXT audience and AEW audience are the same people, right? So they're the hardcore, they're the hardcore fans. They're not your just regular, you know, USA TV watchers who like casually watch Raw and SmackDown. Like you have to have a network subscription to watch NXT, you know, NXT people are our hardcore fans. Um, And they're the same people that watch AEW and vice versa. So my thing is, is like, on Wednesday night, like, what are you going to watch? So, how long is the how long is the AEW show going to be? Is it an hour or two hours? Do you know? I think it's. I think they're both two hours. Pretty sure. They're yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's four hours of wrestling on a Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Like, are yeah. you going to like? I like I can barely get through like all of Raw like and just be like, oh my god, like and feel good about it. I can't imagine sitting through four hours of wrestling you know what i mean and then we have we're gonna have smackdown so where does this leave smackdown smackdown's gonna get shit on i feel like you know because we're gonna be like awesome we're gonna watch raw on monday that's three hours of television we're gonna watch aew and nxt on wednesday that's four hours of television now we're like oh shit at the end of the week we got two more hours of wrestling you know what i mean yeah and and there's rumors that they want to go to three hours for smackdown and i can i can definitely oh my see god it. Please i can definitely no. see it. i know that would be awful but um we got to talk about what we're going to do on this show because it's it's going to mess up everything that we do. Uh, obviously, we record here on Wednesday nights, and if we do that, we're going to miss uh, AEW yeah. and NXT, and we're not even going to get to watch SmackDown. So yeah. uh, we we don't know. People have been messaging us, messaging me at least. I don't know if they've asked you guys, but um, we're, we're going to figure something out. If even if it means breaking them breaking the episodes down into two separate episodes and doing something right after raw and then uh over the weekend maybe could work um yeah we're flexible guys we we go with the flow we we will figure we will figure it out don't you don't you worry about that um but yeah it is crazy like how the landscape of wrestling has changed is changing you know what i mean like and it's just it's exciting and it's awesome and you know i know people are probably listening to this and be like oh my god sheena's complaining about too much wrestling, like having four hours here. But I mean, guys, like that, that is a lot of your life and a lot of time and a lot of things, <laughs> you know, that you are sitting down and watching wrestling and focusing on, um, you know, and especially like late at night, like, you know, people got jobs and people got things they got to go to and, you know, people got events and things, especially on Friday night. Like, yeah, you know, I got football people, I need to watch too. I mean, I got other TV shows, you know. My, oh my god, yeah, I forgot football season's coming up too. So yeah, so we got football season, and that's this is this is outside of like a pay per view. So think about on a pay per view weekend. Not only do you have all of that to to watch and digest, you also have an NXT takeover oh, to watch. God. You also have a a, a pay per view to t- to watch, and um, you then you're gonna have AEW pay per views, and you know it is. It's it's awesome because you have the options, you know, and not everybody. You don't have to watch it all, you know. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, you know, we we watch a lot of it because we do this show and it's part of what we do, and you know, we run wrestling accounts on social media and stuff like that. But you know, I know the the average person probably isn't going to watch it all, but it is cool that you do have have those options and you have the flexibility to watch what you want. But at the same time, like I'm like holy moly, like now now you have to make those decisions. I think I don't think you I don't think there's any way that you can watch it all. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna have to pick for sure what they record and what they watch on Wednesday nights. Um, 
So we'll we'll see. You know, it, it's interesting. Yeah. To, I mean, it's it's a good problem to have. There's a lot it is of wrestling a good, going on. It is a good on. problem to have. Yeah, it yeah. is a good problem to have. And I feel like all all of the all of the products have been elevated by this. You know, we've seen it. We've seen the elevation with Raw and SmackDown in recent um, weeks. Like how how good the shows have been. You know, and we haven't been able to say that. God and you know, months and months and months. Like, I don't, I, I can't remember a time since we've started this podcast that we've been able to be like, Oh my God, raw was so amazing. Right. And then like the last few weeks, we've had some really, really awesome episodes of, of raw and SmackDown and some really good pay-per-views and stuff like that. So it is a good problem to have. Um, but it's just like, it's, it's crazy, you know, what's going on, um, in wrestling right now. And I feel like it's only going to get bigger and broader. And there's there for all the new Japan marks, there's a new Japan show like Royal quest or something like that. This is happening on Saturday too. So there's three shows on Saturday, you know? So I don't even keep up with, you know, new Japan for the most part, because I just can't, I literally just cannot fit it into my life at the moment. Um, so yeah, think about if you're like WWE, AEW and you watch new Japan and ring of honor or whatever the hell else you watch, you know? Uh, before we get into Raw and SmackDown, let's like you talked about earlier, we we got to give congrats and Mazel Tov to uh, Seth and Becky getting engaged. That was the probably the biggest news of the last week. Peyton Royce and Sean Spears getting married. And then Finn, I didn't even know about this. Finn Balor got married. Yeah, Finn Balor got married um, to his, you know, his girlfriend, fiance. She's a reporter. Um, I can't remember what what she reports on, but anyway, she's she's some sort of reporter, broadcaster. Uh, her name's Veronica Rodriguez. But yeah, they got married in a private ceremony, and there was like a. Uh, um, the only picture I've seen from it is the picture that I posted on Instagram. It's like a picture, like they looks like they got married at some sort of like really nice resort or like you know, um, like wedding venue somewhere. It's like really like green, like in a jungle, and you can see Finn and his wife down there um you know getting getting married and like there's no one around it's actually a really you know really cool picture but um yeah congrats to all love is love is in the air i was asking on instagram who um who people thought were the next people that were gonna walk down the aisle because you know obviously the wedding bug is it's happening you got permission to post that photo <laughs> i think so i don't know uh it was a private ceremony so you know the internet i don't i don't know what the instagram internet rules are these days so we'll see <laughs> Uh, I also want to give props to uh, one of our Twitter followers, uh, G-Dubs, at G-Dubs Collects, who had a, uh, a young ba- uh, a baby this uh, this week. So uh, congrats to him. New addition to the Foley family. So, Aww. Uh, yeah, man. I love, love little babies being born. Who would have thought? She, yeah. Who would have thought me? Oh, Sheena would, would be such such a mom. Yeah. Such a softie. Such a softie. Such a softie. Um, but yeah, let's talk about really quickly. Let's talk on Raw and SmackDown. It wasn't a whole lot happened on Raw and SmackDown, but there were there were some developments um that, that took place. Uh I think the main one from Raw is that we officially have, and we didn't get to talk about this last week because we weren't on the show, but um, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins became the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, And then this week, uh, there was a new development where Braun is now challenging Seth Rollins for his universal title. So not only at Clash of Champions are they going to defend the tag titles, um, they're also going to go head-to-head and fight for the universal title. There was... This was a very polarizing, um, like, topic among the marks. <laughs> like, some people were like, cool, I'm into it. Like, I'm down for it. And other people were like, 
this is the worst. So I'm interested to hear what you guys think about one, um, Braun and Seth being a tag team and going against another makeshift tag team in Bobby Roode and, and Dolph Ziggler. Um, and then two, like them turning, like using the tag titles as like a mechanism for Braun to get a, a title shot for the universal title. I think it's just something, it's something different. You know, it's not, maybe it's not the greatest storyline of all time, but it's getting us through the doldrums of this time after SummerSlam into like Royal Rumble, where really, you know, not a ton of stuff happens, but I'm, I'm into it. I think Braun is cool in this role where he's not like a, just a quiet, shit kicking heel and he's not like a super baby face. He's kind of in between. Uh, yeah. I don't expect him to win the title, but, um, I expect something to happen in this match to, you know, at least be interesting. And mm-hmm. um, he's looked better over the last couple of weeks. Like, he's been a lot quicker, I feel like. I don't know. Like, just he's moving around a lot better. I don't know if his, his knees or his back is better or what was ailing him before. But, um, you know, it's something different. And um, the announcers t- told us about 4,000 times that this is the, the first time ever that we've had you know, two tag team champs defending and also wrestling for the main whatever title. Who cares? But yeah, um, on, on the same on the same night. On the same uh, night, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I picked our retro wrestling recommendation based on on that theory because um, oh, nice. you know it's not, it's not the first time that it's it's happened essentially, but it's like yeah, I guess it's the first time it's happened like in on on the same night. And I agree with you, Braun. He looks a lot better in recent weeks and months. Actually, I mean, even his stuff with Bobby Lashley. I feel like they've done a really good job of rebuilding him because Braun was kind of like in this like weird place where like I felt like WWE for a long time didn't know what they were doing with him they didn't know what like what kind of character he was and he was just kind of like lost in the shuffle and it was kind of sad because I mean I don't I don't dislike Braun I don't think he's the most interesting character and I feel like he's lost a little bit of his luster as far as like being the monster among men but I do feel like they've they've done a good job of rebuilding his character um, up into this point and I mean I, I definitely think that a Braun title run is long overdue i mean he's definitely deserved it um but we'll see you know we'll see what happens at clash of champions i don't i don't foresee him you know dethroning seth this soon you know no i don't i don't think so either but i think something interesting will happen and i think this could lead us to new tag team champions you talked about rude and uh ziggler who uh where there was zero explanation why the fuck they were a tag team what CF. I, I, I'm I'm so confused. I, I mean, I've made my opinion known on this show more than once that like I do not like just bullcrap tag teams. Like I don't like when two guys. I mean, yeah, you can have like a tag match and just pair people up. I mean, WWE is notorious for that. You know, yeah, you guys are gonna fight in a tag match tonight, right? But to call people a tag team and to enter these guys in a tag team turmoil match, which is essentially just a gauntlet match, but they called it something else for some odd reason. I don't I don't understand why Um, they like you have all these tag teams and you basically just buried them. And I don't use that term very often because I I think it's like one of the most overused terms among wrestling fans like, oh, he's getting buried. But they did. They just buried all of the tag teams on an already like struggling tag team division you know what i mean um it's just it doesn't make any sense to me i heard them referred to on another show as um rudolph the red nose tag team so it's like you know rudolph i was like oh like that's actually pretty good i don't know who came up with that but that's actually pretty good um but yeah i i don't understand why these guys are together and 
And they're going against two other guys that don't belong together. So I'm just like so confused. What do you think, Marco? What what is like what are you what are you thinking about the tag division in Raw right now? Uh, um, I just um, I just I was more in shock that Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman actually won the titles. That yeah. I didn't even actually really think about it at all. But uh, I just I, I just don't think that's the tag team division is like a focus at all, really. Um, Obviously, in yeah. the company, yeah, it's, it just seems like it's like you said, makeshift teams all the time. It's never like an established team. I think the last time they really had like something going was like New Day and the Usos, and yeah. then like they had um, the revival going for a little bit, but it just it seems like they just get bored with like actual tag teams, and they go, you know, let's just let's throw, throw two guys together and see what happens. They actually the the other thing, I actually liked them as a tag team, Rude and um, Ziggler. I thought they actually did because they're both heels. Yeah. They were doing like heelish things and they kind of clicked well together. It was it was really weird. It wasn't like, yeah, it was weird seeing them together. But they actually, like, they did a good job as a tag team, which is kind of mind-blowing. But just being yeah. thrown together like that. I thought they, I mean, I think Bobby Rude, does, he's good for the tag team. He was good with Gable. You know, I think, I think you know, he... He can wrestle with anyone. We know Dolph is amazing. But, yeah, just to, like, put these guys together with no explanation was just, like, mind-boggling. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, they they had a good match, but it was just, like, you're going to tell me that these guys are going to beat Heavy Machinery, like a, a, an established tag team that has been together fighting for, you know, however, however long, and then they're just going to, like, you know, basically, like, squash them. You know I mean? It was a decent match, but, I mean, come on. How about, exactly. how, about, how about having a tag team that's been on NXT forever announce them as the the eighth team? Like, why why wasn't Street Profits in this thing? You had eight teams, you couldn't even get Street Profits in. Well, when are they going to wrestle? The Street Profits, um, yeah, they made mention to that in their little backstage segment. You know, they were like, you know, like you could tell they were they were like, why aren't we in this? But they they weren't. And I thought I was thinking like maybe after they dropped that little hint that like maybe they're going to come out. You know, but no, 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 they didn't. Um, it was it was strange. Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm excited to see what happens at Clash of Champions. I don't feel like Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode are going to beat Seth and Braun. You know, uh, they're 100 percent going to beat them. What are you talking about? You think they are? Yes, they're they're gonna. They're, here's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to beat them, or, or some something is going to happen where Braun turns heel, you know, and leaves the, leaves the ringside area, you know, a la Sid Vicious or something. Yeah. And, or turns on Seth and they lose the titles, and then you have that the main event becomes you know a face versus heel match. Hmm. I mean, that's the only way you can do it, right? I guess so. I don't know. I I'm just gonna watch it and. You know, take I'm gonna take what they're giving me, and I'm going to <laughs> be glad that I have the ability to watch wrestling on on Sundays. Um, but the other big thing was Sasha Banks coming out and giving this weird promo. Um, I was watching it, and I was thinking like, this is gonna be good, and then it just slowly progressed into like not being good. You know, she just it's it's like they're trying to make it real, like you know, make her promo like kayfabe. Or not kayfabe, but it's just like it just didn't it just didn't click. You know what I mean? There was like something there that was just like missing. It was very, and she's normally really good on the mic, but I just felt like it was very rigid and kind of like she felt like she was very scripted. Well, she shit all over the tag the women's tag team division and just oh buried my God. it, buried yes. the fuck out of it. I, 
I made I made a note of that. Like I was like I was as I was listening to it, I was like, oh my god, I have to make a note of this because she legitimately just like shit all over it. Like I mean, not just like you know said, oh you know like I lost the tag team titles and I don't care. Like it was like titles that are irrelevant and don't even matter and I never even cared about. I was like, oh what? Like oh my god, here you are trying to get these. I mean, I guess they're not really trying to get them. Um, established because I mean they've like you know they gave them to the Iconics which was kind of more of a comedy act and now they have Bliss and Nikki Cross and it's you know it is what it is but um, but yeah that yeah she crapped right on them yep took a nice big steamy dump right on the women's tag belts and uh, then she basically admitted that she was on the floor crying after WrestleMania that they lost the titles or you know basically you know why why would you ever like as a heel why are you like like bragging about being on the floor, you know, crying about the tag team. Like, I, I think she, it was just, I think it, it was just trying, yeah, trying to get us to like see where the evolution of this blue haired heel uh, Sasha Banks came from. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this is what caused me to snap and, you know, just, and, make all this stuff happen. But yeah, it was, um, it was weird because I didn't know, like, you know, she was talking about, you know, uh, natty and then she was talking about becky and i'm like well wait a minute can we focus here for a second like you're going against becky lynch so like why are you still messing with natty like what does natty have to do with any of this you know yeah it was confusing for sure well i mean she fought natty later that night but still it was true it was nice to have like a different start to raw Um, Mm -hmm. yeah yeah just you know her coming out her coming out um we did have some king of the ring matches we had Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, which was a really, really good match, I thought. I mean, that's the best I've seen Drew McIntyre look in a really long time. Yeah, yeah, he's looked really good, but, I mean, still losing. And that was one of the, you know, between that and the Alley and Buddy Murphy matches were probably the two of the better matches of the, of the week between the, you know, the two shows. But, yeah. uh, fuck, Drew McIntyre needs to be rebooted or something. Maybe, maybe make him show up to Cardiff, you know, like... He needs, yeah. he needs something, man, because he he was on a trajectory around WrestleMania and has just been you know just fallen to the wayside here. It's it's sad. I, I mean, he was my pick to win this King of the Ring tournament. Uh, we posted the updated bracket to the uh, the Patreon page uh, just moments ago, yeah. and um, yeah. loses in the first round. Like what the fuck? Yeah, he got he got sucked into the Shane vortex. You know, there's no coming there's no coming back from that. Uh, I mean, he just he was there was no. Uh, no recovery, poor guy. Because, I mean, Drew McIntyre is one of those guys. He should be a top heel, but he was always in the shadow of Shane, who was, like, dominating both shows. So, yeah, I hope they give him a reboot and give him something new to do because, I mean, he definitely deserves it. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think Ricochet is a favorite among a lot of people to win because I was asking um, who people wanted to win King of the Ring. And, I mean, I saw so many people say Ricochet. But I, not that I don't want Ricochet to win this because I don't want Ricochet to win, but I don't feel like this is a good thing for Ricochet to win. I feel like this is legitimately, like, a better gimmick for a heel character. And I said, I think I said it the week before last when we were recording. Like, this is not, this King of the Ring gimmick does not do, the way it's, the way it's presented in 2019 does not do a babyface any justice you know what i mean like it's meant to be like a sniveling like thing yeah, right like yeah. I, I something feel, to I brag mean, I can, about and you know yeah and exactly and come down and be obnoxious and carry your scepter and wear your crown and sit on your throne and you know just gloat and do all those things and those that is not 
Ricochet's gimmick, you know? I mean, and I, I, I don't didn't think I would say this, but I could absolutely see King Corbin oh, 100%. Win- I mean, winning he, he almost needs to in my mind. I don't think he will. I think it's going to be Ricochet or Ali, but it doesn't make it, what do you do with them as yeah. as like in that role after it's over? Like are you going to make them come down to the ring with that corny ass shit on? Like Exactly. Exactly. Like they don't need that. They're good enough on their own that they don't need that. You know, I feel like when I saw um, him, when, when Baron Corbin sat in that throne and he was kind of like, you know, cutting his little promo, I was like, Oh my God, like this, like this looks legit. Like I could see this happening like every week for a while, like him, you know, sitting on his throne and cutting a promo and, you know, wearing in the crown. Like it's, it's, and I think it's a good way to kind of reboot Baron Corbin. Cause I've said it numerous times. I don't hate Baron Corbin. I just hated what they were doing with him. And you know what, like, like how they were like booking him and all those things. I think Baron Corbin could be really awesome if given the chance, cause he's a freaking heat magnet, you know I mean? He's people- got so much fucking heat, man. I love, I love how much heat he has. And I, I posted something today about like, I posted a meme of like people just like falling asleep, like a bunch of people like asleep in their chairs. And like I said, which wrestler are these people watching? And like 90% of the responses said Corbin. I know, but you know, people, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's like, it's like go away heat. It's like X-Pac heat. And I'm like, you know, to a certain degree, I see that. But I mean, at the same time, like, it's not though. It's different. I feel like it's not just strictly go away heat. Um, at least not in my opinion. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not the, I'm not the end all be all opinion of, of wrestling, but, um, I feel like he really does draw. And I think he does a good job of like making a baby face, like a true baby face, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. I have no problem with him. I think, I mean, we need more people like him. I don't know if he's, like, just not appreciated because people, I don't, I don't well, know. Well, WWE loves him because they, they push the hell out of 100%, him. 100%, yeah, they do. So uh, they obviously see something in him, see something in him that we that we don't. But, um, so, yeah, that was pretty much all that happened on Raw. I'm kind of going through. Let me swing through here make sure I'm not missing any big things uh Marco, was there anything on Raw that you thought was noteworthy? I don't think there was anything else. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Just the, I mean, the twenty four seven title. Oh yeah, yeah. Drake Maverick is yeah the twenty four seven champion again. So hopefully he gets consummate his marriage. Done, done with that shit, man. It's <laughs> it's fucking old now. Get rid of it. I don't hate it. I just I don't, I don't hate I don't, it either. I just don't ever think like I just like it comes on. It's just like a funny little thing for a couple seconds, but it's not like yeah. it's just lost its luster. I think you need to give it to like you just Someone need to give else. it to like imagine Brock Lesnar with the thing and people trying like him like flicking people off his back like you know uh, yeah. yeah just like a badass. I don't know. Um, I do want to touch on something that uh, our our boy Marco brought up that. Bray Wyatt being advertised for the Universal Title match at Hell in the Cell against whoever yeah. wins this Clash of the uh, Clash of the Champions match uh, between Bray, sorry, between Braun and Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah, I love this. I would love to see Bray get one more match in, like maybe on even on the pre-show at, at uh, Clash of the Champions or something. I don't want to see him on any Raw. We've talked about this. I don't want to see him on TV. Um, but give him a title. This is another good, another like interesting opponent for Seth and my fantasy booking of this is you know have this burner match and have it so close the fiend is like dominating the entire match going back and forth and then at the very end he's about to win and then we get the demon 
and we set we set up for a you know a, maybe a Royal Rumble match between the two, or I don't know if you can stretch it all the way to WrestleMania, but uh, the Demon costs him the match. You know he's been you know Finn Balor's been gone for a couple months, uh, and then you, you make you make Bray look good. I mean you can't make Bray lose, right? I mean I'd love to see him win, but uh, <sighs> definitely can't see him lose. So here's my thing. I think it has to be some sort of like schmoz or yeah, disqualification yeah. or something because I, I well personally I don't know why the fiend like I want him to win and I want him to be dominant and I want him to assert his place in the roster and like be the be the Bray Wyatt that we've always wanted. Um, but with this specific character, I don't know why he would care about being a champion. You know, like I don't know how that connects. Um, storytelling wise. I mean, I guess if you're a wrestler, you're always trying to be the champion, but I'm like, he's just like a psycho. Like he's like Leatherface, you know? Um, so why does he care about being the universal champion? It's not, it's not for clout. It's not for bragging rights. Like he's just there to like destruct and dominate and like kill people. You know what I mean? So what does being a champion, like the universal champion, how does that help the fiend? Uh, you could say the same thing about the Undertaker back in the day. It really doesn't make much sense why they would want the title, but you know, it makes an interesting opponent. You know, true. I mean, I I, I would like to see this match, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like I would rather just see him dominate for a while. And I mean, I guess eventually you have to win a title because that's just the whole that's the whole purpose of being you know in the WWE is to yeah. to hold titles and to you know be a champion and all of those things. But his what we've seen of his character right now, it really doesn't resonate with me. Like why, like why he would even care, you know, like I've just felt like he's there to kind of like deconstruct the WWE and like kill legends, you know? Um, but yeah, that's exciting. And I can't, I mean, I don't know if that was intentional an intentional leak to like sell more tickets or what it was, or if it was an accident, if the people at, um, you know, the, what was it like golden one arena or something like that? I I think it's Sacramento. I believe. Yeah. It's in Sac. It's, um, Sacktown. But uh, <laughs> Sacktown. Um, the if, they were, if they were supposed, yeah, what the kids are saying, if they were supposed to tweet that out. But um, yeah, it is an interesting turn of events, you know? I mean, card is subject to change. So, I mean, nothing is nothing is permanent. But um, that was interesting to see that that pop up. Um, moving on to SmackDown. Give me those hands, right? I need saw, those hands. Um, Kofi and Randy Orton continue their feud. Kofi, um, Randy Orton read a note from Kofi's son. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it just like irritates me or bothers me that like the heels are like always like trying to like um like be menacing toward the baby face's family. Like what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, you know, the, like you, leave the families alone, you know? <laughs> like leave leave the families alone. Um it's like it's just so weird to me. You know, like Samoa Joe with AJ Styles' family and then Roman's family and like all those things and then now we have uh randy orton gonna go visit kofi's family at the hotel and i'm like this has nothing to do with why with why kofi is amazing like they've they've completely spun this storyline around because it was supposed to be you know we we're we're behind kofi because he's an underdog he's fought for 11 years without you know really getting his due um and randy orton was the guy who like you know put a boot on his throat before Ed stopped his push and like that's why these guys are fighting and now it's like you know Kofi's this family guy that we're all supposed to get behind and I'm like I don't um <laughs> I don't know it's just it's just weird to me anytime they do that but anyway that ended up with them having a brawl 
uh, uh, Kofi getting beat down, and then Big E's gonna fight Randy Orton later in the night. And Big E was like all business, like he wasn't his like gyrating, um, pancake throwing, you know, oh, like he was. Yeah. He, yeah, he was there. He was there to fight, um, which was which was really interesting to see. You know, you don't get to see that side of Biggie very often because I love Biggie and I think Biggie's due for a a singles push himself. God, I um, want that so bad. Yeah, so um, it was cool to see him in that capacity, just being like super super serious. So that that's still continuing to go on. Um, Roman Reigns <laughs> finally. Um, everybody wants an apology from Roman Reigns. Everybody's like, I'm not leaving here till Roman Reigns is he sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm like, God dang. You know, can can we just like you know squash this off air? But like everybody's like you know taking over the the arena and they're not gonna leave until uh, until Roman Reigns gives them a public apology. Um, but, uh, I, I don't understand okay. that, that storyline. What, what is going on? Who, who was the guy that they found? Is he the one, he's not the one that did it. Why does he look just like Eric Rowan? What, what is going on? No, honestly, I don't think they know where this is going. No, I think they, they had, so I think, they, I think they had an idea. Like when it first started, I think they were like, Ooh, let's try to get Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns together, like to fight. Right. Cause that'd be cool. But then they were like, well, how are we going to get there? And then they've like, they've done the whole like go around all the way around what could actually make this make sense and try everything. Um, and it's just, it's, it's awful. I mean, it's the storyline right now as it is, is just, is just terrible. What do you think, Marco? Yeah, I'm pretty much done. I want an apology from Roman Reigns <laughs> and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> And Eric Rowan. Oh, what an whole, apology from all of them. Everybody, the whole SmackDown organization. I want an apology from all of them. No, it's yeah, it's I it it takes me back to uh the when the when Stone Cold got hit with a car and they kind of like yeah yeah Rikishi. It, it was like it, it was like even if you listen to like something or wrestle, they said it was kind of like a we had to find somebody to say it was that person. It was Rikishi. So maybe. It won't be Eric Rowan, maybe it'll be someone else. I don't know. I, yeah. I lost interest. It was just, it's just, and, it's bad. And did they, and did they edit that, that footage? Like, did they like Photoshop that footage? Because I, I did not see that the first time. And I don't know if maybe we just didn't see that angle. Yeah, they, they cut um, off the top of it, like the original. They cut off like the top. You couldn't see like, okay. You know, the so I was like, hands. wait a minute. I was like, that is so obvious right there. Like, how could they not have, like, how could nobody have seen that? Like, even like the, you know, the internet would have seen that if that would have been shown Give during those the, hands like, right i need first those hands. um but yeah is it i mean is it the guy that they found is it rowan i don't freaking know you know and then daniel bryan turning into a complete like ike turner and just like beating the hell out of yeah, rowan yeah it's like i am saying like i hate liars and just like you know slapping him across the face i was like this is getting awkward you know and then Daniel Bryan charging the ring saying he had nothing to do with it. Like I, I have no idea what I'm supposed to feel or what I'm supposed to like who I'm supposed to be believed that this is. I don't know. I'm just completely confused. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out eventually maybe, or they'll maybe they'll just drop it and pretend like none of this never happened. But, um, as it stands right now, I feel like they're just, they're just basically shooting in the dark, just hoping that something, something sticks. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it's super convoluted. It's way too much. Just fucking get them in the ring and wrestle. I mean, it, it would have been perfect at SummerSlam and you could have moved on. I mean, I know Roman's going to squash Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, whatever. So 
That's Raw and SmackDown. There were some promising things there. Next week, we'll your, have... uh, Yeah, your girl, your nasty girl came back. Did you see that? No, uh, my nasty girl? Yeah, Lacey Evans. She, oh, she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she made her uh, reappearance against Bayley, uh, you know, which was which was okay. The match was just, just okay, but I thought you would appreciate yeah. Lacey Evans. No, no, her, no butthole her... close-ups. That's the only bad part. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not this time, at least. Wait till Clash of Champions. That's you a pay-per-view thing, yeah. Save that for yeah. the pay-per-view. That's the fiend. Yes. It's like the fiend. <laughs> oh, God. You only see it. You only see it every every month on the pay per view. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's get into our go figure segment. And go figure is our weekly segment where Sheena, myself, and Marco let you know what wrestling figures we purchased, what memorabilia we purchased. Uh, just whatever we spent our money on that didn't need to be spent. It could have been used for, <laughs> for bills and, and food and things like that. School hey. supplies. School supplies. Listen, the, we're, we're, these things, these are an investment, okay? Just like baseball just like baseball cards. They're an investment. Oh, yeah. those were, those. were I got plenty of those. That's, that was a terrible <laughs> investment. Oh, uh, so my my haul this week was pretty light. Um, you know, we we got our um, Becky Lynch the man pop finally. Like we canceled our Amazon, it just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And finally, they came available on WWE Shop. And the heel husband got on there and pulled the trigger on that, and it it, it showed up. So I was like, wow, this thing I ordered like back in I think it was like March when I pre-ordered that thing from Amazon. Um, wow, I finally, fi- yeah, finally got it in back hand. I know, dude. I was like, what the hell? You know, then I would see some people like getting them from Amazon and mine's still like showing delayed. And I'm like, you bastards. Um, but we do have it now. So, you know, uh, that's awesome. And then we got, I can't remember if I mentioned this week before last or, you know, all the days run together, but we got Elite 70 uh, from Ringside. So we got a complete set of Elite 70. Oh, there's some dope figures in there that Johnny Gargano is just, I unboxed it live on Instagram. Um, it is just sick. He's like in his like Venom gear from Brooklyn Four. Uh, yeah, I, I I love that figure so much. Uh, Marco, you have a hot take on uh, Johnny Gargano. I want to I want to hear it. I want I want the world to hear it because I agree with it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I did actually mention it on her live. I kind of like moderated it. I did like an intern on her live, and yeah. uh, it, I did actually say Gargano is greater than. Omega, and she she immediately goes, "What are you trying to start shit on my 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 live? What's wrong with you?" Uh, <laughs> everything was everything was going smooth. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, that that's an awesome figure." And then here comes the intern with the freaking you know <laughs> slobber knocker from the left. I it's, was like, he, I was like, oh, I just shit. state facts. I'm I'm here to state facts. Um, oh. Kenny Omega is not Kenny Wrestling. His last oh. name isn't Wrestling. There's that one Johnny Wrestling, and. Yep. He's a better wrestler. I'm gonna say it. Johnny Gargano is a man. I'm not gonna. I'm never going to. I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about Johnny Gargano. Let's be real. We we didn't talk about this, but the the one another of the benefits of NXT getting a, a bigger platform is you can leave Johnny Gargano on NXT for another couple years and just have him 
be the gatekeeper and have him have banger matches and make people look legitimate for years to come. I mean, I don't want to see him on 205 Live or no. getting beaten the first round of the King of the Ring tournament. I want to see him, you know, putting on five star matches on takeovers every yeah. fucking couple months. Like, just I want to see him, this. him and Champa fight forever. That's what I want to see. You know, like leave him and Champa on NXT forever and just let them be, like you said, the gatekeepers. Um, if Ciampa I, comes back for that first NXT on USA, it's just just cancel AEW. It's over, right? <laughs> it's so true. I didn't even think about that. Oh, oh, that's my definitely God. what they're doing. That's definitely what they're doing. I guarantee that, it. I don't even know why that hadn't even occurred to me. But that, like, oh my God, like that just made me so excited. Right? They're gonna they're gonna do something. They're gonna bring somebody back. Bring Lex Luger back, like uh, Mall of America style. <laughs> True. Can you imagine the pop, though? I mean, it's going to be insane. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, getting back to things I wasted my money on this week. Um, I also got, um, I bought the, it wasn't for me, but I got the Heel Husband, the new uh, Ravishing Rick Rude chalk line shorts. Oh, my gosh. They're so awesome. They, like, remind me of, like, Saved by the Bell. You know, like, they have a very, a very 90s, like, early 90s vibe um, about them. And uh, then he also got his chalk line Ninja Turtle shorts in this week. So other than that... I think that's I think that's all for this week. Pretty pretty light haul. We're we're in the process of like I said, you know, going through. It's a slow process because the heel husband's going through everything, um, and he's gone a lot. So um, he's uh, he's going through and he's like purged. He, we have a whole bin of loose figures, like I said before, that we're that we're getting rid of. So he's he's uh, parceling those out, and then we'll we'll start posting them here before long. To the Facebook Patreon page, patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Um, That's the one. You, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that Toyota, Toyota-thon or whatever we're calling it, the Lucia-thon. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're going to sell, like, what, 300 figures? Loose figures? Yeah. God. Yeah, at, at least uh, it's probably going to be it's probably going to be over 300 figures. Yeah, oh my God. but like I said, the, the crazy th- the craziest thing about that is is like we're letting go of like 300 figures, and we're still going to be like over 500 deep. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it. I'm sure you have to you have to have it. I mean, I'm staring at around 200 or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, on card, and I'm like, you know, I gotta. I've I've decided I have four shelves in my basement here, and I'm not going to go any more than these four. So I need to make you know I'm gonna whatever sparks joy is going to be kept. So I've been yeah I've been selling some stuff on the Facebook group to to people here and there just to get you know just to get some extra space for things. But um, uh, yeah, hey, you know what makes extra space? Uh, don't tell me. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to. <laughs> whenever hear it. you, whenever you take them out of the box, you have so much more space. Sure, oh my god, you do. Oh, <laughs> Mark, oh no, Mark, man. a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, that you have. You have room for so many more figures. That's why we can have eight hundred figures because they're uh, they're out of the box, you know. Um, but yeah, like you said, it just gets to a point where you're just like, you know, how many Ray Mysterio figures? do I need like can I have you know and when you're a completionist you have to get it because it's like you can't you can't just not get it because it's just it's just in your mentality it's always going to be that tick mark that you didn't check off you know so we had to like let go of the completionist mentality because we're like okay like well, let's just let's just use the figures that we're going to enjoy you know yeah yeah oh man Marco what uh what did you pick up um over the last uh, couple weeks here since we last recorded uh, so obviously the rock, um, pick up that bad boy from our, from our buddy, Mike Lanham hooked me up with that one there. Um, uh, picked up a Pat 
actually found a Pat Patterson, which is insane. That's awesome. Um, uh, I did. I'm not a completionist, but for some reason, the Elite 70, it seemed like I needed all of them. I don't yeah. know why. So, um, because you, you got the bug, because you got the bug. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, even that in that collection, like, there's something about all those figures that, like, I don't know, unique and and something with Vince McMahon when he's a part of a collection. I think it's, I think it says something about the collection. It's like they're throwing Vince McMahon in, in the middle of these guys. So, yeah, I love, it, I love that Vince McMahon figure is so dope. Um, that and. Um, oh yeah, the uh, so the uh, fashion police—they were part of the oh yeah uh, the GameStop five dollar sale, um, and I will say that they are—they're definitely. I posted bail, and they are definitely <laughs> out of those uh, those plastic prisons, just <laughs> flying high. <laughs> they're living free, you know. They're driving around right now with their hair blown in the wind, and you know, just living life on probation. On probation. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, what about you, Phil? Oh, I got a laundry list here of stuff I've picked up, some trade skis and all kinds of stuff. I do want to touch on a couple of things that, you, that Marco mentioned. Uh, Sunday, I took my son to go see uh, Spider-Man in the movie theater. Just the two of us, a little daddy-son day, and uh, I get a message or, or see somebody. I think it was uh, Big Mouth AJ and then our buddy Zach Eagleoff both uh, let me know that uh, GameStop was having this $5 sale. Usually our bike, Mike Lanham, our buddy Mike Lanham tells us, but he, you know, he was on uh, on a, like a work trip. He was on the road. He was on vacation, whatever it was. Uh, he couldn't he couldn't let us know ahead of time. So I'm sitting in the movie kind of like like punching the buttons on my phone in the dark trying to reserve some figures uh, like a crackhead. But um, I went to a couple of my local uh, GameStops and grabbed a couple more uh, Ric Flair's. A couple more. I, I never had the hacksaw. I wanted. I hate that figure with a with a burning, with the passion of uh, like a hundred burning suns. I think it's just an ugly figure, but uh, I needed it for the retro fresh uh, collection. So I grabbed a couple of those. Uh, I grabbed a Roman Reigns Elite for five dollars and a couple other things for the uh, the toy drive giveaway, and. Um, yeah, it was it was a good a good time, and uh, you know, gotta love those GameStop giveaway uh, five. I mean, five dollars, Jesus Christ! It's, that was it's insane. Like that is insane. And somebody else hit me up, a uh, hipster Norm, a uh, friend of Chick Foley, hit me up and said that uh, Walgreens was having five dollar elites saw that. too. He, yeah, I gotta he stop said, in there. Yeah, that is so crazy. Like, yeah, I'm definitely going out this weekend. I don't know if it was just this weekend or if all the stores got cleaned out, but yeah, um, uh, I totally like dropped the ball on because my mom was here getting stuff i'm like man yeah i'm definitely gonna go get some stuff for the toy drive because i mean you're not i mean five dollar elites like that i mean you're not even gonna get like a, a shitty toy for five dollars you know what i mean yeah, you like you can barely get a basic for that at, at yeah re- resale resale stores yeah it was it was it was a sweet deal so that you know props to gamestop uh for that hookup uh i pulled up the list here. when i was away uh, at the beach my uh bret hart pop funko finally came in uh, got delivered, so I have that. Uh, our uh, our buddy Mike Lanham sent me two Rock Elites, uh, one that I gave to our buddy Kyle Peterson at Sir Paul sixty four, who you need to follow immediately if you're on Twitter, Sir Paul sixty four. Uh, I sent him one of those Elite sixty nine rocks, and he sent me a Miz and a Red Chase Ali from Elite sixty nine because those were showing up for some people on the West Coast and the Midwest for seven dollars at Walmart. I mean, this is insane. Yeah, like, I can't pay twenty dollars for an Elite anymore. I'm spoiled. 
I know it was cra- it was crazy. I saw so many people. I mean, obviously our our WalMarts haven't had crap forever, but um, I'm hoping they'll do a restock. But yeah, people freaking scanning figures for seven dollars, like holy freaking moly! Like I don't know what's going on. I mean, I'm sure stores are just clearing out um, merch to make room for holiday stock. But I mean, yeah, keep checking the price of those figures, dudes, because I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat that. If there's figures that you need and want that are possibly out there on the pegs. Like, start pounding the pavement again. <laughs> Yeah, so Mike Lanham sent me those two Rock Elites and the Achampa Elite 69, which uh, I can't thank him enough for. He's been great and, you know, one of the uh, the mainstays of our Facebook group. And I've seen people buy that Elite 69 Rock on eBay and you know, on different, you know, for 30 40 50 bucks because we haven't seen it here on the East Coast. I don't know if you, if you have Sheena at, uh, at Walmart. We haven't seen any Elite 69. No, and, uh, I haven't. I'll, I would assume they're going to fix that $7 price. It's got to be a, a mistake, right? Why are they, you know, these are brand new figures. They're sell, selling, I don't know if they're listed under like an old SKU number or something. We don't have too much confirmation on that. But, I mean, if you see them out there, I'm sure if you post them to uh, to any kind of social media, there's some fake collectors that'll that'll take them if you see them in your stores. Um, yeah. Ethan Deck, uh, uh, another another awesome follow on Twitter, at Ethan Deck Six, he sent us an elite, another Elite Sixty Nine Rock. So this one is going to be for our giveaway, uh, which we will announce details for. Uh, I guess I can announce that right now. So when we post this episode tomorrow, I want people on Twitter and Facebook to retweet us and also send us a picture of you listening to the episode, just a screenshot of your phone or whatever device you use and um you'll be entered to win a, an elite 69 rock uh Woo-hoo! pretty pretty easy uh to do you don't have to be a patreon subscriber this is for anybody listening to the show and uh we will get that out to you we'll announce that winner next week on the show i, I mentioned kyle peterson sent me uh the miz and the red ali so i mean i have that and the champa and the and the rock I'm, I'm pretty much set there it was a great haul and i mean uh, I didn't want to wait for these figures to get here. I mean, I Sheena, I drive 500 miles a week for work. I'm in my car yeah. all day. I was on vacation last week. Uh, obviously, selling alcohol the next couple of months leading into the holidays is when uh, most of my business is done. It's kind of tax time for me coming up here. Oh, so uh, yeah. I'm gonna have. I didn't a, even think about that. Yeah. yeah, it gets pretty crazy. I'm gonna have less and less time to uh, to be out and about figure hunting so um that's you know it's the, i say it say it for the fourth or fifth time and it's the best part of this facebook group if you know if i see something or if sheena sees something or if any there's 40 or 50 of us in this group uh we're selling it for people in our facebook group uh yeah for, for retail price plus shipping you don't have to listen to the other noise on on social media it's a it's a closed group just for us so uh it's a dollar a month to get into our group here and kind of be able to get some of these figures before having to pay eBay and scalper prices. I mean, I've, uh, I love some of these Facebook groups. Sheen, I'm sorry. I'm going on a kind of a tangent here, but, um, I'm on like four or five Facebook, uh, figure groups and they're all pretty cool. They're all, you know, you know, just people like us that just collect figures. But I mean, with, with the, uh, the stuff from GameStop with the, with these elite 69s I mean, people were posting them for, you know, whatever they were costing on eBay, they're, you know, $30, $40 and they were getting them for less than 10 bucks. And you know, whatever it's, you know, it's a free free market system. You do whatever the hell you want. If people are willing to pay the price, uh, I don't mind you going and getting that money, but, um, I I don't want to do that to people that listen to our show and, and, and people we're friends with that we interact with, uh, because if, if we need something or, you know, you know, roles are reversed, I I definitely want to get, uh, the hookup. So, um, figure figure karma is a real thing. I will I will tell you that straight 
forward. Figure figure karma is real, and I mean I've experienced it like more more times than not. You know what I mean? Like I'm always generous with figs, and you know even before we started this podcast, like the heel husband and I, we gave away like so many freaking figs on our own dime, and we always seem to find and get what we wanted. You know, I think yeah, you just gotta yeah. keep keep the universal uh you know figure karma rolling in your favor, um, and that's what we do in our group, and it's super awesome. And I mean, yeah, like you said, like 40, 50 people, like that's that's. 50 sets of eyeballs that are out and about in different parts of the country that are, you know, hunting and seeing things and going to Walmarts and Targets and Walgreens and all these things and GameStops. Um, and you're, you're expanding your <laughs> chances to find what you want, um, you know, exponentially. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome group we've built there and we've, we've been interacting with those folks every single day. A couple other folks on Twitter, I want to shout out that, that have messaged me with, you know, just letting me know if they were out hunting and asked me if I needed anything without any kind of, you know, ask on my part at ringside art and at retro King six. Appreciate you guys for, uh, for checking on me and seeing if I need anything. And listen to this, the, the major brothers have a Patreon page and I'm on their Facebook group. Mark Colano, um, messaged me and said, "Hey man, they have four dollar uh, Charlotte flares at my store. I, you know, I, I messaged Sheena about this, and the ones at her store had uh, a bunch of uh, uh, stains. We'll call it on her boxes uh, at her <laughs> local Target or whatever it was. But so he found me one for four dollars. I was like, "Hey man, how much? How much you want? You know, I'll send you the money." He's like, "Hey man, just uh, you know, pay it forward. You know, it's good fig. I forget what he said, but basically what you just said." Uh, so he's, he just sent it to me. I haven't got it yet. It, this was yesterday. So he's just sending me that Charlotte Minton card. For some reason, I'm starting a Minton card women's collection because I picked up that Rhonda Nia Jax. I have, you know, the Sherry. I have the Nia, the Nikki Cross. Uh, our buddy Zach Egloff grabbed me the Sasha Banks WrestleMania figure. So now I'm in the midst of, uh, trying to grab mint on card women's figures. And it's just, it's just another rabbit hole that I've I've buried myself under. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I got Ruby. Oh, I mean, man. I got I got Ruby Riot, and it's just it's just it's just you know it's just fun to do. You know, I can't I can't help myself. And um, yep. So uh, that's that's about. It. Oh, uh, somebody tw- tweeted out today that Walmart has a bunch of a couple figures: the WWE Elite Ultimate Maniac Randy Savage, which is not a new figure. Uh, this I would say what six years old, five six years old, Sheena. The ultimate, the ultimate, main, uh, like the red and yellow. Yeah, uh, yeah Macho yeah. Man. Yeah, it's on it's on Walmart's website for nine ninety nine, and you can do free pickup at any local Walmart. So I bought one of those today. Uh, wow! Because yeah, it's it's a cool figure, and, and you oh have, yeah, super cool. Yeah, it's just that's very random. <laughs> yeah, it's very random, and they had a Bo Dallas Elite for like seven ninety nine. So uh, I did not grab that. I don't. That doesn't spark joy in my uh, figure collecting, but the, <laughs> the Macho Man does. So I grabbed that up, and um, yeah, it's uh, uh, we we got to talk about some of these ringside uh, pre-orders. You have that pulled up? That list of uh, all the new pre-orders on ringside. Yeah, for sure. So they, uh, you know, the the pre-orders are available on ringside. You know, the the new elite top talents are available. You got Jeff Hardy, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins are the uh, top talent for the elites uh, currently. Um, there's also the WrestleMania 36 elites, which is Matt Hardy, Booker T, Kofi Kingston, and Mick Foley. You got the um, WrestleMania 36 Basics, Seth, Becky, Batista, Stephanie, Shane, and The Rock. And then you got um, the Battle Packs, the Mania. 36 battle packs which is uh drew and roman you got orton and mysterio 
Uh, and then Kane and Daniel Bryan. So those were all announced uh, alongside Elite 72, which is going to be The Man, Becky Lynch, uh, Roderick Strong, Buddy Murphy, Batista, Dream, and Rey Mysterio. So all those are up for pre-order. You can obviously use, um, you know, code CHICK to get yourself some, um, you know, discounts on on your ringside figs or don't and just spend more money than you have to. Actually, um, it's Chick Foley, my bad. Um, Chick Foley, and you get 10, 10% off of your ringside order. So you can go to their page and check out check out the figs and you know start to pre-order we also if you use code chick foley at ringside and you screenshot your order we are going to give away one random figure every month to someone that does that and um you know so an added bonus to using our 10 percent off code on their website there did you talk about the cane as undertaker ringside exclusive oh no i didn't i totally i totally dropped the ball on that yeah so you got like the dead man's revenge uh it's the um the cane it's a essentially an undertaker figure in a cane costume right like remember that remember that gimmick um it's it's pretty pretty dope figure but yeah it's also available for pre-order right now at ringside for sure, ringside is is pumping out some beauties. I'm not too high on this elite seventy two, and and I don't really know why, um, but it's it's one of the first series that I haven't wanted like three or four of the people, which is you know pretty good for my wallet. I'm definitely. When was the last time we got a Batista figure though? True, like, true. That's. I mean, more, I, I'm, yeah. I'm excited about Batista. I'm excited about the man. I'm excited, you know, the man figure. I think that's something that we definitely need. Buddy Murphy, um, Roddy. This is this is Roddy's first solo elite, right? Not in the undisputed yeah. era pack. I, get, um, I think the only one I'm not excited about is Rey Mysterio. <laughs> well, also, I mean, the, the dream figure that they've already come out with was perfect. I don't know if this is going to be like. It would be cool if this is a chase variant with maybe one of the takeover outfits or something. Mm-hmm. I know uh, our buddy Marco is a huge Velveteen Dream fan, so I'm sure he has some fantasy booked something for this. But um, it's pretty pretty soon turn pretty quick turnaround for Velveteen Dream to get a second elite figure. But yeah, I guess those two kind of weigh, weigh it down for me a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, they're they're good. They're not great to me in my mind. So uh, I'll probably pick up a couple of them. Uh, I would like that Roderick Strong and, and maybe get one of our custom buddies to pick to make one of those uh, Undisputed Era shirts for him and mm-hmm. uh, add him to the, the collection there. But uh, I'm definitely picking up Becky Lynch, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like I said, I mean, I, at first glance, it's kind of like, eh. But then when you start breaking it down, like it's, uh, you know, it's, it's actually a really good set. But, I mean, I, ringside, I mean, I guess not ringside, but Mattel must know something that we don't know about Rey Mysterio figures. Like they must fly off the shelves like hotcakes because I don't know why, like we get so many freaking Rey figures, you know, like no, no shade to Rey. He's a legend in the business and he's amazing, but Jesus Christ, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like how many, how many Rey Mysterio figures do we need? You know? Yeah. I think he's, I think he's like the warrior um, where he's just like a cool action figure. True, yeah. Pretty, he has so many different like varieties of attire that he has of different colors and you know, things like that. So I think it's it's probably more appealing when you have like a Rey Mysterio. Yeah. I think they're yeah. I'm not sure if they're done doing warrior figures, but um I think he's like the next like warrior type figure where they just put him in every single set. But I could see that. Also the kid I mean, for kids, I mean that's a big draw. I mean, kids don't watch NXT, so Dream and Roderick Strong are out. They probably don't know who Batista is. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that's half the series there. I mean, that's anyone. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is some kids that watch NXT. I don't want to say every kid doesn't watch NXT. But, you know what I'm saying. I mean, 
kids gravitate toward those top picks. That's why they created the top picks uh, line. I'm sure. I'm surprised Ray Mysterio hasn't shown up in there because he you know. he is. He's the he's the he's the elite top talent. Like Jeff oh, Hardy, true. Ray. Yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah Jeff yeah, Hardy, one. Ray Mysterio, AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins are the top talents yeah. for the 2020. <laughs> so yeah, it, and it's like, and I think he's in the one of the basic series too. Yeah, he's in the battle pack. So yeah. he's he's in the battle pack. He's in Elite 72, and he's in the Elite Top Talent. So I'm just like. Holy freaking crap! And we just got um, Elite Ray, like uh, in the Riddler gear, recently. You, you know, my son's only four, so I don't know if he's the best like barometer for this. But he'll he'll do a battle royal with his wrestlers and only pick the guys who are either have face paint or a mask on. Yeah, he'll I do mean, like you know, it's just like fun. It's like cool, you know, it's something different. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they look. I mean, they look like superheroes. Lucha, Lucha Star with their masks and like you know their their crazy paint apps and all that stuff like yeah they they definitely draw to the to the little kids but um yeah so we'll move on to random merch of the week i'm excited because i want to change up the random merch segment because that you know before previously what i would do is i would just pick um a random thing on ebay and you know kind of share it with you guys and hope one of you guys would buy it unless it's like that you know Twenty-seven thousand uh, dollar honky tonk man suit. <laughs> so, um, but I want to change it up a little bit and have our fans and our listeners send in random merch and tell oh, a story a about call. it. You know, yeah. um, so I uh, I wanted to start because last week we had um, who's right? We did somebody's um, random merch. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember the name. I feel bad. Um, I'll think of it here in a minute. But um, this week I did a piece of my own random merch and it's one of my favorite pieces of my, of my, you know, random merch collection. It is a pair of pearlized pink foam posits. Do you know what those are, Phil? I have no idea. (laughs) It is a sneaker. Um, It's a, you know, it's a Nike sneaker. Um, it, me and the heel husband used to be huge sneaker heads. Um, and, you know, like before we collected figures, we collected sneakers. And I can tell you one thing is for sure. Collecting figures is way less frustrating than collecting sneakers because we used to get up like at the crack of dawn, zero dark 30 and go to Foot Locker or Foot Action or wherever the hell, you know, Nike Town or wherever we had to be to pick up a pair of shoes and you get in line and you just wait and you just hope that when you get up there that you, they still have your size available and you could have waited in this line for like five hours and like, they don't have your shoe, you know? So yeah. So you're like, you're like sizing everybody up like in front of you. Like, "Hmm, I wonder if they're a nine and a half. Oh, that guy's definitely a 13. So I don't have to worry about him. You know, like, (laughs) Oh my God. um, Oh yeah. It's, it's a, it's a thing that you do, but anyway, this is what we used to do. So we got the pink foams. Um, I sat in line. I got the pink foams because, like, I, I love pink. You know, it was my wedding colors. Pink and black were my wedding colors. I got I love the pink foams. So I stood in line and got these. And then, and, uh, that was 2012. Then along came WrestleMania 31, and we were going to meet Bret Hart. And we were like, what can we get him to autograph? You know, like, we're, this was this was before we, like, really got into collecting figures hardcore. So we're like, what are we going to have him autograph? Um, and so I was like, let's have him autograph the pink foams. Like, how cool would that be? You know what I mean? Like, have him autograph these, this pair of sneakers. Um, and so we took a Sharpie. We met him at WrestleCon at WrestleMania 31. And he was like, he's like, actually, I think this paint pen will look better. And he got out a silver paint pen and he signed the foams. And it looks so amazing. And it was just like one of my favorite pieces. And I just remember him like looking at the shoe and just being like, this is so cool, you know, and thinking to myself like, yep, 
that's a pat on the back for, you know, having him sign. But he didn't sign any more shoes that day. But that was the only pair of shoes that he signed. And that was the same day that he signed my glasses that I almost lost to, if you guys watch my Instagram stories at all. Um, but that was just a really awesome experience. And we still have those. Um, and even though we sold off most all of our sneaker collection, we still have those those pink foams. And they're in an ice box in our, in our Bret Hart display in the Mark Cave. So I'll post a picture of those for sure when I post the episode. Yeah, our buddy uh, Eric from the Doing the Favor podcast uh, talks about how on his show how he used to be a, a shoe collector, and uh, it sounds super frustrating. And oh uh, my god, it's beyond! It's beyond. If you think, like I said, if you think figure like figure collecting is frustrating, like you just you just have no idea. Like it's insane. It's, what was he saying about it? Oh, just like you know how it's like if you know figure collectors had to. It's just the same thing. Same exact thing you said. If figure collectors had to be, had to be shoe collectors, they would like really appreciate how easy it is to get figures because it sounds like a, a pain in the ass but uh, they would they, they would give up like there's no way because yeah. when, when you're sneaker collecting if you're you have to be on Foot Locker like you're up like you know 20 minutes before it goes live and you're like hitting refresh 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 waiting for these things to to load on the site so this is if you're not going to get them in person right this is back in the old day now everything's pretty much a raffle um you know you have to let you go and you enter and then they they draw your name like because there was like fights breaking out and stuff like that at, at sneaker releases and like you know and they didn't want people waiting out in the freaking cold like literally we waited on it was like christmas um christmas eve i think is when we waited for the um the freaking concord jordans i can't remember what but it was like it was like zero degrees outside uh, it was for why did they do it, it on was, christmas eve why couldn't they do it on a different day what the fuck maybe it wasn't christmas eve it was like the week of christmas though because yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like it was like it was like the holiday launch it was like the christmas launch okay. um so it was like it was like the week of christmas but it, i just remember it was cold and we were all camping out um but yeah it's crazy and like bots like you know people use bots and go in and buy their buy their <laughs> So like the, the the regular person barely has a chance to get in all the sites crash. Yeah, it's like the most frustrating thing. So you put in all this effort and you still don't get what you what you want. So, so be glad. Yeah. And and the markup game. You think the markup game for figures is crazy? Oh, the markup gosh. game for sneakers is like insane. Like a, you know, a pair of sneakers that retails for like 150, like you get on uh, eBay the same day that they they release and they're going for like 350. It's so funny because I I'm totally like that's a world I have no idea anything about. I have two pairs of different shoes that I wear for work, and I have a pair of sandals that I wear. That's literally. Do you have? Do you have like the? the da- do you have like the dad Nikes, the white with like the? that's the new balance. The new balance. Yeah. Shoe? No, you, no, they're they're called they're, the uh, Air Monarchs. That's yeah, the Air Monarchs. Oh my God, Marco! <laughs> I can't believe you know that. Do you have a pair of Monarchs, Marco? <laughs> I do not, but I'm assuming eventually down the line I'll own a pair, but. Uh, we were actually joking about that at work about uh, one of our oh, co-workers so is a dad, and he wears Air Monarchs essentially, so we make it fun of him a lot. I Dude, had a, is, uh, I went to went, a legit dad shoe. I just googled it. It definitely is. I I uh, I went to an all boy high school, and I remember uh, one of our teachers walked in on like a casual day, and uh, he wore, wore like shoes like this, and one of the dudes in my class called him like the air moses malones <laughs> dude yeah dude, i'm telling you the, the, the monarchs have been a thing for like 20 years like how long how long has the dad shoe been around it's been around for a very very I'm long gonna, time i might have to buy these and like make these popular because they're you know, like they're like they're i guarantee you know what store would sell these Kohl's. That's like the yeah. ultimate dad store. <laughs> yes. You go in and you're like, do you want the Monarch? Do you want it in white or do you want it in black? You know what I mean? Like there's two, <laughs> there's two colors of this shoe. Um, oh, and they just, they just scream dad. And like, you know, your dad's like pissed. He goes out and mows the yard and gets like green grass, like on his new white, <laughs> his white sneakers. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that, <laughs> that is so funny. Um, but 
That takes us right into our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. And I kind of touched on this a little bit earlier in the show when we were talking about um, Braun and Seth and like, you know, they're fighting, um, they're defending the tag titles and fighting for the universal title all in the same night. But um, so this is from fully loaded 1998. So this is Austin, Steve Austin and undertaker versus Kane and mankind. Um, and uh, they were they were fighting for the tag championships, right, at Fully Loaded. So Austin and Taker were already scheduled to fight for the world title at SummerSlam the following month um, and won the tag belt. So they won the tag belt that night from Kane and uh, Mankind, and then they had to fight for the, the world title the next month. So um, I thought it was just kind of like mirrored and was kind of uh, kind of appropriate with what's going on now with the with the world title or the universal title and the tag titles. So if you want to go back and watch that, is it is the main event from fully loaded 1998 that is a uh four hall of fame dudes right there in a tag that is like match. the epitome of like the attitude era you know what i mean oh 100 <laughs> like, yeah oh my gosh i'm looking over this card uh other than that it's this is like early attitude era isn't it yeah very early 98 that's like that's like the very beginning you know because i mean obviously uh you know the attitude era started after you know survivor series 97 so because you had yeah, what a, what a tag team match: Farouk and Scorpio versus Justin Bradshaw and Terry Funk. What the hell is that? What a what a tag team match! Oh my God. <laughs> what about Mark Henry and Vader? Can oh, you man. imagine? Oh yeah. my gosh! How many forearms were in that match? Forearm <laughs> forearm punches and clotheslines. Uh, oh Jesus! Yeah, but uh, definitely go back and 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 check that out because, like I said, I just thought it was thought it was very very um you know reminiscent of what we have going on now good call uh no listener mail this week so uh if you want to get onto the show next week uh, submit us a listener mail question and ask chick foley at gmail.com um and uh be sure to rate us and subscribe uh on itunes it's at chick foley just search chick foley show i'm sure uh if you have an iphone you've already done that but give us a nice review and uh we appreciate it we'll we'll check it out and We'll read it on the show, even though people don't want to hear that crap. It's not entertaining to listen to. Um, hey, listen, we lo- we love our listener mails. We get some good ones. That's how we met Marco. Marco was he was the man at sending the listener mails. He, he sent the he best. He was. He was. Oh yeah. Marco sent the best listener mails. Um, I did want to say I'm going. I'll, I will be at SmackDown. I'll give you guys a firsthand in house in house review of the, of the quarterfinals of the King of the Ring tournament um, next week. You're because be yeah, our reporter live on the scene. <laughs> I will be live on the scene at SmackDown um, this coming week. It's coming to Norfolk. It's going to be at the Scope, which is like you know a hop, skip, and a jump from from my house. So um, I got a babysitter for the uh, baby face. He'll be asleep, so I'm just going to put him to bed. And then me and my uh, my homegirl, we're going to go take an Uber to to uh, the Scope. We're going to have her husband with us, so don't try anything fishy. You know, if you're listening to this show and you're a creep, uh, her husband <laughs> her husband her husband is big and strong, and he will kick your ass. Um, but uh, so. We're all going down, and we're going to watch SmackDown and have a good time. Nice. Very nice. The, I was thinking about, I was going to mention this when we were talking about Raw and SmackDown. Need to have King of the Ring during March Madness next time because that would that would make this tournament like people would be filling out brackets. You could do some sort of contest on WD.com. I mean, it fits perf- so perfectly that WWE would never think to do it for some reason. True. I think it would have been so much better as like a network event. Like I feel like they should have just done like a like a legitimate King of the Ring tournament, you know, and just done it like all 
all in one, <laughs> one fail swoop, you know, like you have to, that's cause I think to me, that's the coolest thing about King of the Ring is like, you have to fight multiple times in one night and like overcome the odds. And like, you know, whoever can like have the endurance and the toughness to like fight all those fights in one night and still come out on top, like truly deserves to be the king of the ring. And that's when it becomes like, it's, it's capable for a baby face to win king of the ring. You know what I mean? Like if, if you can come yeah. and like, like win all those matches from, you know, from start to finish, like, like that's, that's a true baby face story right there. That's, that's 15 matches on one car. You'd have to do like an, like an eight, eight person, like maybe do like the qualifying matches on Raw and SmackDown to get people interested. But I think it could work. True. I, I agree. But I mean, the way it's figured out now, 15 matches yeah. in one night, you'd be, You'd be there all night, um, but I, I think yeah, I think that has a possibility. I mean, and and you want you want to get people onto the network, so yeah, why not do it? I mean, I, I we need to start a campaign for you know hashtag bring back Halloween havoc. Oh Please. yes, I give need, it I to us. That's so bad in my life. Give us Halloween havoc. Yes. Uh, so next week we'll preview rest, uh, not WrestleMania. What the hell am I talking about? It's way too late. Uh, clash, clash, of clash of Clash of the Champions, and uh, Sheena will be reporting live from the Norfolk Scope with uh, her friend and her, her big husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. Anything we missed uh, or messed up, Stack Guy? Uh, no, everything looks good. I mean, uh, I will be in attendance at the uh, AEW show in boston their second televised show so i'll do some live reporting from there and I think, uh, I, I think the only thing that we messed up is phil calling it clash of the champions instead of he, clash of champions yeah it's clash of there's the no Champions. there's no the in there no 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 i'm thinking wcw i'm going back <laughs> clash, <laughs> clash of the champions uh, I will be uh, in uh, Deep Creek. Well, I'll be here to record next week, but I'll, next weekend I'll be in Deep Creek Lake with uh, 34 of my cl- closest friends, and uh, we get a house every single year. And uh, it's it started with like 10 of us, and now it's, I think, we, we have a house now that has an indoor pool and an outdoor pool on a lake. It's just, it's just, there's people I don't even know that go to this thing now, and I'm like, I it's going to be fun and like also like annoying at the same time. We uh, talked about awkward social situations. Yeah, that's, this is the this is the key, especially when you when you sell liquor for a, a living and you're like in charge of bringing everything for everybody. Uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be hell. But uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting the show. It's patreoncom foley show. And uh, next week we'll uh, have more details on that toy drive. And uh, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you soon. Gravy. Hey, 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 gravy train, nature boy, Ric Flair, pop shit. Think I'm Randy Savage when I hit you with that drop kick. Hop in, walk out, pipe up, clock out, new wrist, watch out, little bitch, that's the knockout. Hop in, walk out, pipe up, clock out, new wrist, watch out, little bitch, that's a knockout. Hop in, walk out, pipe up, clock out, new wrist, watch out. Bitch, that's a knockout. Hop in, walk out, pipe up, clock out, new wrist, watch out. Little bitch, that's a knockout. Hey, bitch, gravy back in business. Flexing on your mama till it's motherfucking Christmas. I can take your bitch while I'm wearing all that. I can walk into your label, take a nap, and still get racked. Talk to Jake, fuck your sister every day. Hey, I just beat your dad five times in croquet. Hey, hey, gravy don't play. Cook up a fucking filet, bitch I had a coochie buffet Back where I sat, shit was gourmet, bitch 
Young gravity, I come and pull your bitch. Pull your bitch. Your mama's fantasy, I come and scratch that itch. Scratch that itch. You would blast with me if you be talking shit. Talking shit. Young catastrophe, landslide on your bitch. Hey, this is our way.